so we'll get um, started. You want to introduce yourself, boss? <laughs> She's over there quiet. She's ready to fly. Oh, me. <laughs> ready to fly. Good morning. Um, I'm Shayla Moore. I am the sports information director at Elizabeth City State University. So I saw you kind of got your start there. Um, that's yes, ma'am. Really? Yeah, so I'm the sports information director there. Um, I'm a two-time DSU graduate, so I know that rivalry is there. And I'm also <laughs> getting my doctorate at Liberty. Um, I joined Commonwealth Sports, I think, over the summer. So I'm excited. This is actually my first interview with the group. So I was definitely excited that it was you. Um, being a black woman in athletics and especially where you've made it to is very near and dear to my heart. Um, it's what I did my dissertation in, for my master's on. So it's pretty cool that you're the first person. No, thank you. Okay. big advocate for women in sports. I love when somebody loves sports. I don't even want to have a title with it, but because there's been such disparity and, and, and unequality that it has to be brought to the forefront. And um, I'm just very proud that we have a lot of African-American athletic directors in Virginia. I've paid attention to that. And, yeah. um, there's over five, I believe. I think UVA, Norfolk State, Virginia State, Virginia Union. Um, um, yeah, so this, why everybody's not paying attention, y'all are putting the work in. So I really appreciate that. Um, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to Commonwealth Sports Talk. I'm your host, Joe D, bringing you another episode as we have an excellent cast today. We've got Melanie Webb joining us from Norfolk State University. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you all? We are great. And we have a co-host joining us today for the first time. Uh, how is it? Um, how does it feel to be on the cast today, Miss Moore? Um, it feels great. Uh, you all reached out to me a while ago, finally getting the ball rolling. So it feels great to definitely start off with this interview specifically. So I'm excited to just you know, have some great, healthy discussions and see what Jim's Miss Webb has to drop on everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll go ahead and get started with the first subject, because obviously you have some testimonies um, being a strong woman of color in your role with sports. So talk to me a little bit about how important it is for you to uh, be a positive role model, be a, 
uh, leading figure in sports. Um, how does that that feel to you? Is that more of a weight? Is it something you take on as a challenge? Um, is it something that you kind of stay clear from and just kind of stay on the goals? How do you approach that? Well, two ways. One, I approach it, um, but just staying focused on the goals. I think that's important. Um, we always talk about equality, so just really making sure that we put our best foot forward um, and just focus on the goals ahead of us is where I would like to um, actually drive that. And then we also know it's a challenge. Let's be realistic. That is not that many women in sports, um, sports administration or sports athletic directors. So being the first African-American female at Norfolk State University as an athletic director um, is huge. So it's, a, it's, it's weight when it comes to that because um, everybody's watching. Everybody's watching to see what you do next. Everybody's watching to see who your next hire is. Um, watching to see what you're going to do as far as your steps and how you're going to implement your plan. So it's a lot of challenges, but I'm ready for it. Again, I just say keep the goals in front of you. Take one step at a time and just really make sure we're focusing on where we're trying to go. That's awesome. Awesome. So you spoke about the weight and, of course, the, the challenges and the high expectations. Marty Miller was there for nearly two decades. So there is and there's always that sense of everyone's watching your next move. So what are some things that you do to kind of combat that and just make sure that you're showing up, you're prepared, which I'm sure you do? No, so one of the first things um, I wanted to accomplish when I first got on board was a strategic plan. That was really big for me. I really wanted to make sure that the university and my department specifically know that we're going in a different direction. Um, and not so much different, but more so in a forward moving direction. Um, I wanted them to be able to see the change and be able to see the transition from Marty Miller to myself. Um, with the pandemic being in place, it allowed us to do a lot of things different and new because no one was used to the pandemic. So we had, we had a great opportunity to implement a lot of programs, implement a lot of plans, and really focus on a strategic plan and how we move our plan forward. So my group um, did a great job of coming on board right away, really just kind of making sure that our goals um, and the things that we already had in place aligns with the plan that we're trying to put forward. And then just even at the end of the year, making sure we recap the strategic plan and see what we actually accomplished, um, what we can improve on, and then how we move forward into this next year with um, making sure our goals align with the plan. And that's the really biggest part is let's have a plan in place. Let's figure out how we're going to accomplish this plan. And let's figure out the next steps to make sure that we continue to um, elevate this plan. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Like, so that, that plan, that, that goal there, there's two words right there that come from the first two questions that, that bring it forward, you know, having a goal and putting a plan in action is, is really the first step. So when you look at your steps in your career, um, take me through some of the most toughest times where you might've had some um, adverse situations, but it propelled you into a better situation. I've always say, um, you're going to have challenges along the way in your career path. And I think the biggest thing is just making sure that you're able to learn from every experience that you have. Um, I say all experiences are, is an opportunity for growth. So just learn from all your experiences. So the different experiences I had at the various universities taught me what I like and what I didn't like about athletics. Um, taught me where there's areas of growth. Knowing that my ideal job or my dream job would kind of fit this particular picture. Um, a picture that allows me to be able to grow, allows me to be able to touch the student-athletes, have a connection with the student-athletes, get in front of them, um, but as well as lead my staff. So leading us in the right experience, leading us in the right direction. As a student-athlete, my experience wasn't always the greatest. So I really want to make sure that I focus on providing a holistic student-athlete experience for our, um, for our department and just really making sure they had experience that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. We're in a whole new um, century at this point. So just really kind of focusing on what that looks like for the student-athlete and really making sure that 
it's a new era. So we got to figure out what that era looks like, what they enjoy. They enjoy social media. They enjoy TikTok. They enjoy all of those things. <laughs> they enjoy branding themselves. So how do we help them? Um, how do we help them get that? How do we help them get that experience that's going to elevate them at the college? And that's Absolutely. the most, most important part for me. Absolutely. I was just thinking in that where, you know, it's kind of a being in the middle where you're on the administrative side so high, but yet you have a direct impact with the youth and the kids. And I think that's very essential because sometimes you can lose that feeling of contact where you're impacting them directly, um, even though you know you're doing the work, you're, you know, so that's a good point mentioned there. So I definitely kind of wanted to get in your journey just a little bit more for those um, student athletes of yours that may tune in as well as other people working in college athletics. When you speak of your plight from ECSU, University of Maryland, George Washington, the CIAA conference office, you've got that both institutional as well as conference background. Um, what are, I would say, maybe two to three gems that you would give someone that helped you just trust the process and stick with it and keep being persistent? Because it like you said, there's challenges every step. It's not like you elevate and then the problems go away, especially not in college athletics. So um, oftentimes kids say, I want to be an athletic director. And you and I both know that's not something that you wake up and, hey, that's your first thing. You got to get a foot in the door. Then you got to go here, there, all around here. So what are three, I guess, action items that you would give someone who's maybe starting out in athletics in their first role or just hopeful that they can make it to being an athletic That's a great director. question. One of the biggest things you said when you were talking was trust the process. I think that's huge and I think that's important. You gotta trust the process. But I will, I will also say is put in the work. Put it in work and chase the experience. Don't rush and try to move to that next step so fast. We have a lot of young administrators getting to the role, being in place two years and they're ready to be a director. And it's one of those things where put in the work, put in the work, Try to learn everything you can. Take the different experiences that come along with that job. Um, you're not going to learn everything in one year. So it'll be different experiences that keep offering itself year over year. Um, I get in my role as the AD or even when I was a senior associate AD, I face new challenges in every job that I've had. So it's one of those things you're not going to know everything. So mm -hmm. chase the work, chase the work, chase the experience. Um, and that's really going to help elevate you into the position that you desire to be in. I will also say narrow your focus. So you always, you know, we kind of say stay broad as far as what it is that you want to do, but you also want to have an area of expertise. So mm -hmm. what that area looks like for you, whether it's academics, really making sure that you understand the academic path to, um, to senior leadership, making sure that you're following those steps and just kind of really kind of garnering what that looks like. Um, same thing if you want to be in facilities, same thing with operations, the same thing yes. in business. Well, I think it's oftentimes that we, we do a little bit of this and a little bit of that, so we never really get good at anything. Uh, so you might have a, a bigger picture and a bigger scope of what it is that uh, it takes to run a department, but you'll never have a level of expertise in any area because you're always job hopping or always jump to the next position because an opportunity presented itself. Chase the experience, but chase the experience in the level that you're that's 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 desirable for you, so you can have a passion for it and so that you can excel at it, and that's what's really important. That's, that's so big for anyone tuning in. I know. Yes. Probably my undergrad self would have loved to hear that because there's it's a dual thing where I feel like. At some point, you you kind of need to become a jack of all trades, but like you say, you have to know when to focus in on what you what's your niche, what's your thing, um, and you'll get to those places that are under resourced where you have to do a little bit of this and that, but definitely focusing on what's your thing and what's going to be your path that's your most impactful, and that's what's really going to elevate you right there. So once you kind of focus on that focus on that one area, when you do get to the opportunity where you can do a little bit of everything, it's okay. Yeah, and that's what you, you want. That's what you want. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Absolutely. I've got I've gotten asked so many times, what what do you want to be after this? And I'm like, right now, I just really want to be a great sports information director. I want to grow in that and have some years. And people look at me like it's almost like they're expecting another answer after this. And I'm kind of like, I, I need to <laughs> I need to do what I need to do here. So I definitely get that. That's some some great stuff for other people to really understand. See, that perspective is amazing because there's that college perspective both of y'all have, and I'm in the parks and rec sector where I'm controlling community-based driven organizations and permitting fields and different things, but I have lost that connection. So as I continue to listen, I know why I, in my mind, wanted to push in the direction that both of you young ladies have done because you get to engage. It's college. It's got the experience to provide both opportunities for you, as you said earlier. And, you know, now with me just writing permits, I have lost connection with the kids. So I've found a way to get back involved by coaching. And so that's given me another title. But you're right there with one title, being able to handle business and impact the kids directly and non-directly. And I think that's awesome. So you have something where you don't stop grinding. That's kind of something I've noticed. Uh, we looked at your history and we just see it as like volleyball player coaching in the sports world, CIAA, Norfolk State. Hey, Norfolk State, I'm not going. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to show you what I'm worth. Norfolk State AD. Let's go. Like when I read through your information, I was like, man, there's so many people in the state that just don't know that people have many options and opportunities to get to where they need to get. You just have to be patient and, and walk through it. So tell me about the beginning. Let's talk volleyball. Let's talk volleyball. <laughs> Athlete into administration. That is the subject I really want to focus in on. Like, how do you know and when did you know being a volleyball athlete in college that you wanted to take the sports route? Or when did it click that, hey, I'm not an athlete anymore. I think I'm going to do this or use this sport as a tool to teach the youth. Like, when did that click in? So that actually was not my transition. So mm -hmm. I started from... Um, so I was a student athlete. I got a chance to do some uh, student coaching my last year. Mm -hmm. um, so I got into coaching. I said, let me try to walk in coaching while I'm actually in it. So I just went ahead and took that opportunity and coached for a few years at Bowie State University. But while I was coaching at that time, volleyball coaches were part-time at that university. So you had a full-time job somewhere else. Mm -hmm. My background is accounting. So I had a full-time job as an accountant at Coppin State University. And I was coaching part-time as a head coach at Bowie State University. Wow. When I kept doing the paperwork, like for, you know, in my role as a head coach, you don't paperwork. And I'm saying, this is what I do on my job. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I kept relating it back to my full-time job. Yep. And I just happened to ask the question, who am I turning this into? Mm -hmm. And they was like, the, um, the business manager, the business manager for athletics. And they said, yes, mm -hmm. that became my new goal. <laughs> so <laughs> it literally was that simple. Um, I really wanted to know who I was turning this paperwork into, trying to figure it out because I'm like, this is what I do on my full-time job. Yeah. Really um, didn't know anything about athletic administration. Didn't know the different roles or the different areas that athletics really entails at that time. I was coaching. I knew about coaches. I knew about an AD. And that was pretty much it when I got into coaching. So once I, again, started doing paperwork and started getting things ready, I realized that this paperwork was going to somebody that pretty much I can do exactly what they, you know, what they turn it in. That's the um, curious B look when you start seeing like, hold on, where does this go? How do I figure <laughs> this out? Man, I can do this. Like Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. So my new career goal became athletic business manager or dealing with business within athletics. So my first opportunity opened up at Elizabeth City State University where they had an administration job and they wanted someone with a business background. 
And I was like, that's me. <laughs> like, nice. we ready to go. So that's really how it started. Um, is me inquiring about what really it took to get into that business role within athletics. Because I enjoy accounting. I enjoy what I do from the business side of the house. Um, coaching is great, but coaching is not for everyone. Uh, yeah. You really have to have a, not just a true passion, but you have to have a patience level that comes with coaching. <laughs> yeah. I can't, that's a niche. Everybody don't have that niche. So I applied all coaches. But um, yeah, once my coaching days is over, I was happy to leave that behind and just focus on administration. Wow, that's awesome. You don't normally think that, it happens like that. But that's what I said. Everybody has their transition. And usually with sports, it's kind of like what sticks along with sports for you as a person, because you're an athlete all your life or whatever. And then you turn to that, you, you hit that cornerstone where you go, well, I guess I'm an accountant now, you know, <laughs> or do I want to coach or do I want to do this? And so, you know, you took a route where you continued your career path, but you dipped in a little bit and started paying attention. And that was all she wrote. And I love that mind frame. Like that right there is, is amazing in itself. No, thank you. I think it's big and I'm glad both of you hinted on it about just routes and that there isn't one route. A lot of times people say, well, what did you do? And they try to mirror that. But honestly, you have to figure out what works for you. And I'm very big on alignment and what, you know, don't know if anyone else is religious but what god has aligned for you and the steps that you take don't hesitate it will no get more. You there and it's not necessarily what you even have planned so you definitely can't go off what anyone else has done but i think that's very big um i did want to know in terms of you working your way up and the role that you have now um you were at nsu in several roles before this role at what point if there was a point did you know like this is home and I'm going to grow here. And this is what point did you know, like I could be the next AD here. I'm, I'm sticking with it. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is my season here. Honestly, it goes back to the opportunity presenting itself. I fell in love with this area. I moved to the Hampton Roads area and I was like, I love it. It's on the water, <laughs> it's on the beach and it's just beautiful. Like really, really beautiful. Um, love the area. And at that point I decided to make it my home. Um, so again, I always say you've chased, you've chased the jobs, you chase the opportunity, you chase the, um, you chase the experience. Now at some point you want to kind of sit back and settle down and find an environment that you really enjoy, find a home in, in your home in so many words. Um, I'm from Chicago, if you all didn't know that. So it's one of those things like I'm completely away from home, over 16 hours, et cetera. So it's one of those Shut things down. where <laughs> but yeah, really trying to make sure I was in an environment that I can enjoy and find a sense of peace. And I'm where um, most people want to be when they get old necessarily. I want to find a place that where I have serenity. And I found that in Hampton Roads. Um, Norfolk State University, awesome place to work at. You see a university that's truly growing. And yes. that's where you want to be. You want to be in some place that's actually growing um, because you can grow with it. And I think that was the best part about this university and what it had to offer. So I saw my experience here as an opportunity to really just keep elevating and keep rising and helping this university get to the level um, that I desire, that they desire, and that um, that's where we want to be. That's awesome. I think we both got happy when you were hyping up Hampton Roads. I'm from yes. Hampton, yes. and you know I work in North Carolina, but I, I still Newport live News. here. I'm like, I like home. <laughs> I just like home. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Like that is a trap. I just want you to know <laughs> you go home. I mean, anybody visit in our area and you see how easy it is to access water or beach and, and kind of let your mind escape. That's that's going to be a win a lot of times. So big shout out to Hampton Roads and the 757, our area, as you stated. Yes, we love it as well. 
Um, I wanted to kind of quarterback off of that because I was writing my notes down and I was like, you know, if you think about it, a lot of times when you have an opportunity to chase a career goal, something may hinder it or you have like this little crossroads where you have to decide. And I heard you earlier saying, you know, you found peace with being at Hampton Roads or loving your area. Did you think it was like a peaceful thing that you were looking for or was it a career thing you were looking for? Like how, how did you, the work that you put in at Norfolk State, you had to do multiple roles, but then at one point you must've realized that this is me now. Like I have all of it under control and not all of it, but you had to have had a light switch that says, I feel really good about all the work you're doing. Like, did that ever happen multiple times? It did. And I'll say, at what point did it switch for me? Right, so that, that was the first question. I would say with the transition with different jobs, each one has been a great experience. Um, and each area has been a good experience. Elizabeth City was probably the slowest city I've been in coming from Chicago. Um, look, even slower than Savannah. But it was one of those things where it was a learning experience. It was a learning experience about what I want, what I don't want in the city. Um, what culture I want to be able to provide to myself and my growing experience personally. Um, but then just kind of realizing what all that looks like. So now I go back to Maryland from Elizabeth City. Maryland is that big city again. You're back in the DMV area. You get to enjoy everything that it has to offer. Um, as far as culture, the experience with institutions, being able to learn from different institutions in the area and just really kind of piggyback on what they're doing. And then when you come to Hampton Roads, it was like you found that middle ground. You yeah. found that middle ground of really having that city life but then also having that life that allows you to slow down a little bit. And oftentimes we're running so fast at our pace, whether that's chasing our career, chasing our personal life, chasing, we're chasing something that I, for me, Hampton Rose allowed me to slow down. And when I slowed down, I began working out, working out, running on, running on the water. <laughs> so it was one of those things like found my sister peace, just going to the park, reading a book, just sitting out there on the water, being able to just wind down from my day. And that became relaxing for me. So that was pivotal for me in my life, my personal life, to say, I like that feeling. You like that feeling of being able just to slow down just a little bit. Because athletics is, we all know athletics is a whirlwind. Um, we were just talking about football necessarily. We about to be back to back to back of football games. Um, and really you kind of start now because once the football scrimmages start, that leads right, that leads you right into season. Right in. Excuse me. Once training camp starts. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, it's, it's a wrap. <laughs> Look, no more vacation weekends, <laughs> no more anything. You know, you, you're back into the grind of things. Then you're going to take from football straight into basketball season. So your 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 world, your life is about to be all about athletics at this point. Um, with athletic events, athletic games, and it's good and important that you incorporate family into your environment to make sure that you, that you can continue that work-life balance and bringing them in there. But it, it just became important to me. It became important for me to have that sense of peace when I'm not in the work environment. And I found it here. That's, That's awesome. I think that that work life self care balance is very important and you don't in the beginning you don't really realize it because we're on that constant grind and work ethic and I got to get here mode to where you finally I'm having to learn that so big Ain't nothing um, wrong with that. I know we, we wanted to definitely zone in on um, just being a black woman in athletics, college athletics administration, especially given this climate, and also in your role, having to, you know, combat how student athletes feel as women um, within their sports. So um, what's a personal philosophy or something that you kind of live by just in 
knowing that you have a such a big influence and an impact in your role and where you've gotten. Um, I know one of my philosophies is we lift as we rise. So I, I'd rather be the queen that fixes another queen's crown without telling everyone it was crooked. I'm very big on that because a lot of times as women, since we're so few, it's, it's easier for some people to feel like we're competing instead of working together. And I think we're definitely stronger together. So what are some philosophies that you've experienced, good or bad, that you kind of, you know, pushed out there and how you maneuver and how you present yourself every day? No, so we just had our athletic events. And a couple of things that I used that we focused on was one, manage the things you can't control. Yes. Right, because you can't control anybody else's action, but you can control your own. So I want you to just focus on what you can control. And I think that's very important. And I've been using that same line and that same statement since I was coaching, Um, trying to get young women at that point to realize everything's not in your control. So what can you control? What can you do great at? And focus on those things. Like I can focus on my attitude and how I improve my attitude. I can focus how I choose to walk into work every day. Um, Those are things that you can control. So focus on what you can control. And then have a standard of excellence. Have a standard of excellence. Have a standard of what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Have a standard of where you want to accomplish your goals and how you plan on getting there. So have a standard of excellence. Put that in front of you so that you know where you're headed. If you're just working to be working, you're not going to be successful. If you put a standard up there and say, hey, I want to be um, in this direction or have a drive or have a goal that's going to put me in this place, now we can start working on how we plan to get there. So have a standard of excellence and manage the things you can't control. So those would be the two things or the two gems that I would say I would drop as it relates to my philosophies and how I want to choose to live my life. Okay. So if you're watching, I hope you're being a sponge. I know me and Jill are probably right now, but Soaking I think it <laughs> she just gave us some good stuff to soak up and yeah, apply yeah. it um, to our daily lives. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, someone of great title um, continues to grow, continues to learn. That is a sign that you always can get better. There's no limiting, leveling, I can't, those are words we've got to kick out because if I'm not mistaken, you're working on a doctrine while taking on a new role. Like I'm not going to complain about my little two, three things today. Cause I'm going to make sure that I put it in reflect in perspective that if you want it, it's not work. If you want it, you go get it. And then if you have a plan at the end, you know, it's not going to kill you because you know, there's a finish line. So, you know, I, I've learned so much during this talk. I really appreciate your time. Um, if there's one message you could give a young five-year-old, young African-American, young little lady who got a chance to see this and tell me how she can perspire through sports. Just give me a simple explanation of how you think sports can get her from five to a successful young lady. I would say keep your goals ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Keep your goals ahead of you, write your goals down, um, and just know what it is that you desire to be. And your goals can change. So one year it can be this, next year it can be something else, and that's okay. But just keep the goal that you desire at that moment ahead of you and in front of you so that you know how you want to be able to accomplish that goal or know the steps and let everyone know so they can help you figure out how you get there because you're not going to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things, keep them in front of you, share your goal with others so they can help you reach your goal. That's awesome. That's awesome. Webb, I appreciate your time. I really thank you. Um, behold, I'll say it. I am a Trojan, 1882. Um, my mother went to Norfolk State. Oh, my sister went to Norfolk State. So I have to say that we're married into the HBCU <laughs> family um, without using the other words that we Virginia States joke on. But 
behold the green and gold. I will say it. There you go. Behold. <laughs> Definitely. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming on. I think I'll be down there week three, Ufle, so I'll definitely look forward to speaking with you more. And thank you for, you know, bringing what you brought to the table. Um, definitely thank you for being a woman in athletics that's setting the standard for excellence and giving people like myself and that five-year-old that just received that message, you know, um, reassurance and just hope that, you know, we, we are the standard. There's not something that we can't attain. I, it's very big to see it every day. No, thank you all. I yeah, really enjoyed it. So thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. you Have a great day. day. You too. Thank you. All right. You ready to fly? Well, I don't, I, I don't want to be too rehearsed. So I just jotted down like two questions. Of, like if I ask something around that. But no, that was cool. That was real lax. It was. That's the whole environment. Um, I was nervous. Two females. And I'm going to tell you why. Because two females oh, no, are about their business. Um. <laughs> This is on, it's still recording now. So like an audio snippet of something good may be used. So like when I say stuff like that, I'll be trying to throw those in. Like anytime I'm with women on this podcast one, I felt the heat and I wanted to, you know, cause y'all are professionals and people don't realize that. Like, it's ain't no joke. Like, oh, you got a woman on or, oh, he got, mm -mm, they know more than the next. And that's the whole point I've been trying to push. So like when, you know, I work with people um, and my job, and, and there's women in that factor, they're on it. Like, they feel like they got to double down. Like, she didn't want to mention that, but I know it's true. Because yeah, yeah. we feel it as a black man sometimes. So being, but being a black woman I'm, in sports, I know you'd be feeling like you have to double down. Yeah, there's a, there's a, I guess, a, I don't know how I want to put it right now, but there's I like understand. this hidden expectation that you have to come to the table with everything already. And if you don't, you you have to get it and get it quick yeah. but it's it's cool like if when you're built for it or you you just do it so That's at it. some point you don't even complain about like she said control what you can control yep Either you want it or you don't so